Well, good evening, everyone, and uh, welcome again to our Saturday evening service. Uh, we're so glad for everyone that's present here physically and those of you that joining us online. We're glad that you can find the time to uh, be with us. This has been a really good time streaming, and God has been blessing us over the, these months. And the lessons we have been receiving, I think they're just tremendous. And God has been good to every one of us, and we appreciate that so much. Uh, tonight, we want to worship God with, a, with some songs and remember the importance of getting involved in the singing. Try to memorize the words and allow it to be part of your worship. And uh, we want to remember also those who are not well, we pray that the Lord would reach down by his mercy and grace. So a lot of people are sick, especially during this time. We want to pray that God would give them strength and touch their minds and their bodies and heal them. Pray that God would give us a good weekend in church. All right, so why don't you join with me before we sing? Why don't you join me together and let's pray and ask the Lord's blessing in our service tonight. Father, tonight we thank you that we can call in your name. Lord, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy and your kindness. Special thanks for your protection, Lord, for keeping us protected, especially from these viruses that's going around and from dangers and harm. Thank you for your daily provisions, Lord, for helping your people and protecting your people and giving us the strength. Special thanks to you tonight, Lord, for your word, which is so good and important to us helping us to understand, for touching Brother Singh's mind and his heart, O oh God, and to dispense your word appropriately, present truth. We thank you for that, Lord, and we pray tonight that you will help us to understand truth, Lord, and to embrace truth, and most importantly, Lord, to walk in truth. Pray that you'll bless our service tonight. Remember those that are not well, those that are sick, those that are facing different challenges and problems. We pray, Lord, that you'll reach down your hand of mercy and kindness and healing and deliverance and touch your people and encourage their hearts, we pray. Increase their faith and their trust and confidence in you, we pray, and ask it in Jesus' name. Bless their service tonight. Bless this weekend, we pray. Bless those that are listening, Lord. Touch their minds and their hearts that they can receive your word. Oh, Father, and understand your promises, we pray and ask it tonight in Jesus' most precious and wonderful name. Amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord. <clears throat> Thank you. 
Oh, we bless your name tonight, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Praise your precious name, Lord. We uh, really do have some good songs that we sing in church. And uh, uh, the second song we sang tonight, I think it goes like, Withholding Nothing, I Give Myself to Thee. Now, those are strong words. And uh, it's, um, it's a time we're living in that we need to make that sacrifice and <clears throat> dedication to the Lord. We are living so close to the end. And it's sad that uh, looking at the news today, it's depressing. You see what's happening, not only in our country, but around the world, what's transpiring. And uh, <laughs> most of you are probably familiar with the protest that's going on. And uh, 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 innocent people are getting victimized. But we are glad for the church. We're so glad. And thankful the Lord has blessed us with uh, uh, this opportunity that we have that we can be in church. It's been a few cold days. We're glad for everyone that made the sacrifice tonight to be out. When it's going below uh, 15, 20, below, uh, it's, it's cold. But God has been good to us, hasn't he been? Yeah. And uh, Wednesday night, I, I, uh, what I find is that when I listen to the services, I play the tape over again and I listen to, I think uh, one of the ways that I've learned, the secret I've learned to listen to the tapes and the messages <clears throat> is to uh, get myself in a corner of the house, me alone, put my earphone on and uh, put my, uh, my phone away from me. Because I find that when I'm looking at the phone, sometimes it could be distracting. Um, spending time looking at people's comments and, and that could distract me from the real uh, lesson that's been given. Well, you know, last Wednesday night I thought, I felt like I was in Gospel Assembly Church, Philippi. It was like in the, I was part of the Philippian church. Uh, when we uh, dealt with uh, so many areas of God's Word. And I felt so different uh, the lesson, when I listened to the lesson on Wednesday night and, and the way it was delivered. And uh, I've learned now to actually take these lessons personally and uh, apply them to me as though God is talking to me. And He has been talking, uh, speaking to me and allowing me to get my life uh, organized and in order. Uh, now is not a time for me to relax and to take things easy. Now is not a time for me to uh, stay away from church and, and to do my own thing. No. Now is the time and the lessons are designed to allow us to know how important it is to get closer to God. Uh, the song we sang, uh, the last song I think we sang was when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me. You know, those are precious words to think about. My soul cries out hallelujah, not my mouth. My soul cries out hallelujah. 
And hallelujah is uh, the highest note of praise. It's praise the Lord. My soul cries out with gratitude and thanks to the Lord for uh, what he has done. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. And uh, we've got a choice uh, to either accept the Lord and be blessed and to, or to reject and be damned. And I feel that over this past two years, there's a reason for the coronavirus and what's happening around the world. Uh, when uh, we dealt with the scripture a few weeks ago, baby, and when it talks in, in Matthew, the 24th chapter, when uh, Brother Singh dealt with so profoundly with the whole God, uh, chapter of Matthew 24, and we touch a little in 25th chapter of Matthew, when he says in the last days, uh, you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. <laughs> I thought about it t today, I was listening uh, to, 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 uh, to the tape and the news, and uh, rumors of war, aren't we living in a time we're hearing rumors of war? And we're lis uh, listening to what's happening in Russia and Ukraine, and, and it's not war yet, but it's just a rumor. Mm -hmm. Well, there's wars around the world, and we are so blessed in North America and some of the countries that we don't have wars or natural disasters. Uh, we don't have a, an earthquake that split our city, that your kid goes to school or your husband or, or your spouse go, goes to work, your spouse goes to work and, and uh, because of a natural disaster, they're not able to get back home for, for maybe days or weeks or ever. And we are living in a, in a country that's blessed. There's absolutely no reason for us not to. First thing in the morning, we wake up to lift our voice up and our hearts and hands in gratitude and thanks to the Lord for protecting us and keeping us where we are. Sometimes we can get to that place that we, uh, we are unthankful. You see, unthankfulness is one of the strongest uh, uh, disease that's hitting the humanity, especially the church. And Paul mentioned that, in, I think, in the third chapter of 2 Timothy, uh, when he says, uh, Peace is perilous, time shall come, uh, when men shall be lovers of their own selves. And one of the things that he mentioned there was unthankfulness. Unthankfulness. And uh, we are grateful and thankful uh, for the ministry he has blessed us with here in Mississauga. Last weekend we had a little bit of reflection on the, 20, the 42nd year, uh, brother and sister sing in this uh, country working uh, with the assembly and uh, we can reflect back and uh, let our minds go back to where we are coming from. It's nothing's wrong with that. We can reflect back on where we are coming from and where we are today and this is not the end. I believe that God has better days for us ahead of us. And better days does not mean that we are have, going to have a better building or a, uh, a bigger uh, 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 auditorium here that we can worship God in. No. Better days simply means that we'll have a better understanding of His Word. Amen. A better day simply means that we'll feel more of His Spirit. Amen. Better days simply means that we will make the required changes in our lives to be to that place where He wants us to be. And we need to have our eyes opened up and touched by God 
See, that is why on Wednesday, when I listened to that lesson and me alone, I was just listening to it and listening to it without any distraction. I found the scriptures, turned the scriptures, and I felt, I felt, and I was absolutely right when I say I felt like I was in Gospel Assembly Church Philippi. I felt as though I was there sitting in that congregation when Paul was talking to this church, when he was dealing with the people. And the Word of God reached down to my own life. And you know what I felt? I felt like an emptiness. I felt that I needed more of God in my own life. I felt that there was a hunger and thirst after righteousness. I felt that I need a closer walk with God. And you know, when I, when I look at, especially we, de we dealt with it in the third chapter of Philippians, was it? We dealt with and, and all of that uh, 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 instructions and, and, uh, and requirements, I should say, and demands. And I thought about uh, uh, when we were growing up in, in Guyana, we were, I was a teenager and I had a goal and I had plans uh, for my future. Sometimes we don't all accomplish or reach uh, the goals that we have in life, but we should have goals uh, set. And a lot of people have uh, uh, external goals, and that is uh, educational achievements. And they wanted to, to be certain things in life, and nothing's wrong with that, uh, to have a good uh, goal plan and, and, and uh, back that up with a proper education. Nothing is wrong with that. But I begin to do a little comparison 40 years ago, 40, 45 years ago, of uh, what life was for me when I was growing up as a young man, as a teenager. And we had chores, we had things to do around the house, <clears throat> responsibility. And uh, we had uh, livestock that I used to remember. I got up early and had to feed the chickens and water the plants and take care of things around the yard. And uh, I still had to get it all done and prepared to go to school. And uh, going to school, we didn't have the luxury of a phone or, or a computer. Uh, we had to memorize certain things, uh, the tables and, and things. We need to, had to memorize those, but we cherished that. A lot of times we did not have uh, uh, brand new uh, books in school. We bought secondhand books sometimes and we got uh, pass me down books and, and but we studied and, and I think was I was um, I was a teenager I might have been 15 years old when uh, you, you got married uh, brother and sister Singh got married I was 15 years old and at that time I could have dismantled a motorcycle the engine and put it back together nobody taught me anything but I looked and I looked and observed and see things that are being done because my mind was set to be industrious. I want to be productive. I want to be successful. So I could put the, pull an engine apart and put it back together. And I can still do that today. But I'm saying all of this to say that we were not totally dependent upon outside source. We learned to do things by ourselves. Amen. Carpentry, Brother Sinbad could bear me witness. We had to we do work around the house and, and we could put things and build things uh, in our house, put it together and build things together. And that's because we were industrious. We wanted to do things. And I compare those days with our days today. 
and see the, the luxury in some of these things that are distracting people around and, and kids around. And, and uh, we need God to help us to, uh, to change our ways of thinking. Uh, we are living in an evil society. We are living in a, play, a, a time and a place where uh, a God is being put on the back burner. When you see God's word and you get to understand God's word like I did on Wednesday night, I felt that I need more of God for myself. And when we sing that song, More of You, Lord, More of You, Many songs we have sung before and just sing it because it's, it's meant to be sung. But when you begin to sing and I begin to sing more of you, Lord, and, and uh, allow my heart to be in that song. Allow my spirit to be in that worship. Allow my life to be at that place where I can actually desire God more than anything else. I'm making a, pro a bit of progress in my, my Christian walk and development in God. You see, the problem is, is that things are, are so convenient to everybody today. And we get things and snap of a finger. You have a, 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 a Uber delivering meals to your house. And, and you have uh, Amazon delivering things. And, and uh, you have things at your fingertips. You have the Word of God. We can sit in our living room and listen to the Word of God in a streaming service. I wish the day would come and God bear me witness when the government will lift this uh, restriction and when we can gather together in the church, when we can gather together pulling that mask off our faces and we can sing, be at liberty and sing and lift our hands and rejoice and be glad for what God has done for us and be thankful to him for everything that he has done for us. And it should come from the heart. You see, when Jesus made that statement in Matthew, I think it was when he says, This people draw it nigh to me with their mouths. I don't want to be one of those that will draw nigh to God with my mouth. I don't want to be one of those people that would honor him with my lips. And where my heart is 10,000 miles away from him. I want my heart to start first with the rejoicing and thankfulness. And worship and praise to him. And when my heart is right to that place. My hand would go up and my mouth would open up and I'll sing the praises of God. But we need to get to that place now. It's not a time to sit back and, and take it easy. No, when Paul was writing and brother saying, I really appreciate what you did on Wednesday night. It helped me to feel a closer need and a desire to serve the Lord more than ever. When uh, we dealt with this scripture over here in the third chapter of Philippians. And I won't want to be long tonight. I'm just going to be a few minutes. But here in Philippians, the, uh, the third chapter, uh, when Paul was writing here, uh, he said here in verse, uh, uh, verse uh, 6, verse 7. It says, but what things were gained to me, I, those I counted lost. Those things that were gained to me, I counted lost for Christ. And I uh, see when these lessons and these scriptures are being dealt with, I just don't think about the scripture and what this scripture and the next verse is going to be like. What I try to do is I stop for a moment 
And I, I, I consider what things were gained to me. I know Paul had his, a lot of things that were gained to him. And I know that he had proper education. I don't know that he had, a, he had maybe an honor. He had honor and he had a, a certain achievements. And I thought about it. What was gained to me? And what I still have today that was gained to me. I do have a proper education. I do have good recognition. Uh, and uh, when, when Paul says, he said, those things which were gained to me, I counted loss for Christ. It's not an easy thing to give up your achievements and to, uh, to serve the Lord, have to give it all up. I think Brother Singh made a statement on Wednesday night also when he dealt with uh, denying ourselves and, and putting aside our, our accomplishments and our, our gains and and, uh, and decide to take up our cross and follow the Lord. Uh, it is not an easy thing to put aside what accomplishments you have uh, gained over the years. Uh, you have suffered a lot to get your proper education. But an education, so long as it does not come before you and God, it's fine. But as long as that education takes that place of Christ in your life or my life, it becomes an idol. And for me to, to win Christ, for me to gain Christ, for me to be saved, I need like Paul did. You see, he set a, such a beautiful example, a perfect example that, uh, that allow us to see for us to get Christ, gain Christ, to have more of Christ. In our lives, we need to put off certain things in our own lives. And to see for us to get, get Christ in us, you see, the beautiful thing about it all, when we, we dealt with the Spirit of Christ, uh, the Spirit of Jesus, we dealt with Galatians, the fifth chapter, talk about the fruit of the Spirit. It was an awesome thing to read about what the fruit of the Spirit is. But before that, in verse 19 or something like that, it talks about the works of the flesh. Now, for me to have the fruit of the Spirit, if I had a choice, and we dealt with this some time ago, if, we, if I had a choice between the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit, if I have the right attitude and the right spirit, I would desire the fruit of the Spirit above the gifts of the Spirit because that's what's going to work in my life. And uh, we need for us to get Christ in us, we need to empty ourselves out of what's occupying our heart and our lives currently. And that is why Paul, when he is writing to the church of Corinth, uh, Corinth is uh, Colossians, I think it was, when he says, if you be risen with Christ, he says, seek those things. To seek means to search diligently for. To them who by patient continuance in well-doing seek for glory and honor. It calls for a sacrifice. Seek for glory and honor and, uh, and eternal life. And uh, for us to, to gain certain things, we need to put off. And then he went on to say, he says, put off all these. He says, anger and malice and wrath and envy he says uh, he says mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth to mortify simply means to bring under subjection by self-denial you see it's not an easy thing for me to deny myself and to deny myself simply means also is that uh, I could I could be at home and sitting sitting in the comfort of my living room and and have the gospel reach into my living room. It's a good thing, 
But if I'm to deny myself, if I'm to be a disciple and follower of Christ, I need to make some sacrifices and some changes in my life. I need to be where God's people are. I need to be in the congregation. We can sing together. It's a difference. It makes a difference when we sing together. Amen. And I look at you and you look at me. And I can lift my hands up and see when tears are coming down your eyes. And it brings touch something in my heart and I can shed the same tear. And my spirit can reach out to your spirit. My heart can reach out to your heart. And God blends our spirit together. And I can feel what you're feeling. I cannot achieve that by sitting at home in my living room. It's where God's spirit is falling. Right here in the congregation. And he says put off all these. And not only put off all of these. But we need to put on certain things as well. So when I'm getting rid of things in my life and moving things out of my life, I need to fill that gap with Christ. And understand what he wants for me when Paul said here, he went on to say, he says, yeah, doubtless. Uh, he says uh, in verse 8, he says, I count all things but loss for the, for, for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. When would I get to that place? I'm not there yet. You see, and I, that's why I appreciate the Wednesday night. I think with this past Wednesday night, it was a special service designed to allow me to make some necessary adjustments and changes, major adjustments and changes in my life. For me to be like Christ, for me to develop his mind and understand how he thinks, I need to understand his word. And not only understand the demands and the requirements of the scriptures, but I need to make those necessary changes in my life. Amen. For too long, we have been promising ourselves a lie. Too long, we live by a lie. And we have all these little things set in place that we deceive ourselves. We can deceive ourselves so easily. Uh, we talk about deceptions of the world. Uh, we talk about deception of religion and the devil deceiving so many people, but we can deceive our own selves right here in the body of Jesus Christ. And may God help us to take whatever is given here seriously and make the required adjustments and changes in our lives uh, to, to be in God's kingdom. He says, uh, he went on to say, he says, I counted all for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I suffered the loss of all things. Now that's hard. <laughs> now just imagine that. I've so, I, I, I worked so hard to achieve certain things. He did, Paul didn't say I suffered a loss of many things. He said I suffered a loss of all things. Would you imagine Paul how he felt when he, his mind goes back to the time when he stood and, and uh, at that place where Stephen was being stoned to death. And you think that didn't bother him? I would say, imagine that went with him to the grave. When he stood there and they laid, they laid their clothes at his feet. And he saw when Stephen was being stoned. But something was sown in his heart back then. God began to work in his heart because he knew there was something worked a while that caused Stephen to give up all the things in this world and hold on to Christ. He would not give up Jesus. No matter what happened, even death, he would not give up Christ. Something happened to the heart of Paul, the apostle. That is why we can get these epistles. You read them. Many times I, I, I get confused. Honestly, I get confused reading some of these scriptures. I can't understand. Peter had a hard time understanding Paul. I have a hard time understanding Paul myself. And sometimes 
even our pastor would preach a lesson and sometimes it just bothers my mind and, and it confused I got to go over that over and over but I'm so glad tonight and I'm saying this honestly from the depths of my heart I'm so glad tonight that the little I understand it is God that touched my mind it was God that touched my eyes it was God that touched my understanding. And if God can do that for me, He can do that for everyone that's hungry and thirsty after righteousness and wants God in their lives. He can do that for you. Amen. When I was 14, 15 years old, I began to teach Sunday school back home. I could, uh, you know, with the scriptures, I memorized the scriptures. I could stand up in church and testify and talk scriptures. It was something, and this is where I appreciate the godliness of an uneducated mother. She didn't have a university degree. No, she didn't. No, she didn't have a proper education. But what she had was simplicity and honesty and hunger for righteousness and truth and godliness and righteousness was in her life. And that was what was manifested in her life that allow us to be where we are today. And I'm glad and I'm thankful for a godly mother. I'm glad for a home where God was in the home. I appreciate God for those times. We didn't have much. And yet we had much. We didn't have a lot of wealth. But yet we were the richest people around. I'm so thankful today. Here I am in church serving God. For all my life I'm in church tonight. And I'm so glad that Jesus lifted me. My soul will cry out hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. So Paul went on to say here. He says uh, in verse 9. He says in verse, verse 8b. He says, uh, he says Christ Jesus my Lord. For whom I suffer the loss of all things. And do condemn but dung, garbage, trash. That I may win Christ. Now you listen to the, uh, the news where the, uh, the, the Olympics that is going on right now and Canada has won gold medal <laughs> and Canada has won silver. It's not a good thing to see your countries winning gold and, uh, and silver, but they have won something. It's one thing to win a gold medal. It's one thing uh, to win a, 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 a trophy of some sort, but it's another thing to win Christ. And I look at myself and I say, okay, I've won so many things in life. Have I really won Christ? Look like tonight I'm talking to myself. Have I really won Christ? And what do I have to prove that I have won Christ? Have I given up all things like Paul had given up all things? And then he went on, Paul went on to say that I may win Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness. <laughs> When you see a necktie and a suit on, you don't see the heart. No, I don't. When Jesus says, he says, accept your righteousness. Exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees. You cannot enter the kingdom of God. You see, the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, they had the righteousness externally. Thou shalt not kill. They did not kill their, 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 their fellow man. Publicly or physically. But how did my, can my righteousness exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees? Jesus said, he says, at this has been said, thou shalt not kill. And that was the law of Moses and the commandments. The Pharisees kept that to the letter. When Paul kept that, he, had, he was touching the righteousness of the law. He said he was blameless. 
And how can my righteousness exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees? When he says, he says, it has been said, thou shalt not kill. But if you hate your brother in your heart, you are a murderer. Jesus did not come to end the law. He made it stricter. He made it harder. It was not a physical activity or physical uh, 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 event. Now it was something in the condition of the heart. Now it was not my righteousness. You know, my righteousness is self-righteousness. It's no longer my righteousness. It's the righteousness of God. And then Paul went on. He says, it's not on my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ Jesus, the righteousness which is of God by faith. And this verse really, really got to me on Wednesday night. Verse 10, that I may know him. I asked myself, how, 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 where I am tonight? Where am I today? Do I know him? Do I know how he thinks? Do I know what his decisions are? What his plans are? How he speaks? That I may know him. Remember the scripture in Matthew, might have been the seventh chapter, when many shall come in that day saying, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name done many wonderful things? <laughs> and he'll say to them, depart from me. They might have been part of a large organization. They might have been recognized by the world as a powerful person. They might have been a miracle worker. Lord, have we not cast out devils in your name and done many wonderful things? And then he'll turn to them and says, I never knew you. Depart from me. He that work iniquity. When Paul said to the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians, I think the 13th chapter, when he says, uh, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am nothing. Do I give my body to be burned and have not that love of God, that agape love that's working in my heart by Christ Jesus, our Savior? I am nothing. Do I attend services? Every service, I did not miss a service. And I don't have that love of God in my heart. I don't have charity. I am nothing. Do I give my goods to feed the poor and have not charity? I am nothing. May God help me to understand the importance of knowing my Jesus. Yes. May I understand the importance of understanding him some more. That I may know him. Understand him. And for me to know him, I need to be acquainted with him. I think uh, might have been Eliaphaz. One of the comforters of, of Job. Uh, when he says, uh, he says, acquaint now thyself. Might have been in the 22nd chapter of Job. He says, acquaint now thyself with him. And be at peace. There was something where a man of God or a child of God that's close to God. That in spite and regardless of the external persecutions and trials that they're going through. There's something in their heart that would not cause them to bend and bow. Those Hebrew boys, they were either bow to the, 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 that image or be thrown in the flame of fire. But what was in their heart that caused them not to give in? 
I believe that they were acquainted with God and they're acquainted with the love of God in their hearts and they're acquainted with the principles of God working in their lives. What happened to Daniel? Why didn't he give in and stop praying three times a day? But he understood something. He knew Christ. Paul knew Christ. That is why they could chop his head off. That doesn't matter. He knew Christ. Peter knew Christ. Stephen knew Christ. All the disciples and the martyrs of the old knew Christ. They had a good relationship and a knowledge of Christ Jesus. Not only did they know him, but and the power of his resurrection. There's something in the child of God's heart that understands Christ and knows Christ and has that relationship with Christ that would drive them to understand the resurrection that is more powerful than a body that's full with diseases and, and a, a body that's under uh, 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 the judgment of humanity. You can kill my body, but you can't destroy my soul. That only can be accomplished by someone who knows Christ. He says, and the, the fellowship of his suffering. You know, Paul was writing against, sometimes he says, uh, if those, all those that would live godly shall suffer persecution. There's a way you can avoid being persecuted. There's a way out. To avoid being persecuted, simply don't live godly. True. It's easy. When you don't have people at your job or your workplace or at school telling you something, <laughs> laughing at you, first of all, they should know that you're a Christian. If your workplace and your fellow workers don't know that you're a Christian, and your fellow students at school don't know that you're a Christian, you have denied, not yourself, you have denied Christ. But if you can understand, I pray tonight that if you can just understand the seriousness of knowing Christ Jesus, the seriousness of denying yourself, in the last days perilous times shall come, Paul said, when men shall be lovers of their own selves. Not lovers of God, lovers of their own selves, proud, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. May God help us. May God help us. Hold your finger there. And I think uh, uh, David made a statement over in Psalms. The, 20, the 22nd chapter of Psalms. I think I want. When he made a beautiful statement here in Psalms chapter 27. In verse 4 he says. One thing have I desire of the Lord. That will I seek after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Isn't that a beautiful thing? If your desire, my desire is not to have the biggest house in my block. My desire is not to have the greatest position in my job. My desire is not to have the most beautiful car driving in the neighborhood. But David's desire was to dwell in the house of the Lord. All the days of his life, our desires need to change from where it is right now. And to desire God more than ever. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. 
Let us seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Jesus said, he says, at that day, you shall know that I'm in the Father. And the Father is in me. And I'm in you. And you in me. That's the day of Pentecost. Today, there is so much of gratitude in my heart for the Holy Spirit. The more of the Spirit of God in my life is the more I get to understand Christ. The more the Holy Spirit takes control of my mind is the more I develop the mind of Christ. The more I can understand Christ is the more the Spirit of God will dwell in me and help me to understand Christ. It's not more of me anymore, but I'm emptying out myself and filling my life with prayer, with reading my Bible, more of Christ. I can lift my hands up tonight and say, Now there is therefore no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh. Right now, God, help me. I'm walking after the flesh too much. But would you change things around for me and help me to desire more of you that I may not walk after the flesh, but I may walk after the Spirit. But if the Spirit of him that raised up Christ dwell in you, him that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body by the same Spirit that dwell in you. I may understand the resurrection, the power of the resurrection by understanding Christ Jesus, my Lord. I think tonight we're a blessed congregation for these words. My God, help us to understand your word so we can make the, change, make the changes in our lives and let Christ be seen in us. This is a good place to be in. I thank God for this wonderful time we can be in church. We want to sing a song tonight and may God touch our hearts and our minds. And if we have not dedicated our lives to God as yet, if we still have areas in our lives, we need to surrender it. Let's surrender it to Christ. And allow Christ be seen in us. Give up all these things for him. And your life would make a difference. Your future would be different. Amen. 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 Why don't we all stand? Oh, more of you. Let's, let it be a prayer from our hearts tonight. About what I need is just more of you of things I've had my fill oh yet I hunger still oh empty in fear Lord hear my prayer for more of you come on let's sing it to the Lord tonight everybody more Just more of you. 
I hunger still, Lord, empty and bare, Lord, hear my prayer for more of me. Oh, God, touch our minds and our hearts tonight, we pray. Oh, Father, help us to give up this life and everything that's in this world. Help us to hold on to you, Father, and to turn to you with all of our hearts and our minds. Things I've had my fill, yet I hunger still, empty and bare. Lord, hear my prayer for more of you. Oh, more of you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. tonight we come before your presence Lord as your dear children we call upon you Father asking you for help tonight we bring our weaknesses and our problems and Lord sometimes we try to do the right things and in our humanity our foot would slip and we would fail but tonight we are encouraged to know that we can have Jesus on the highest pedestal in our lives that we can come to that place, Lord, that we can give up things that are hindering our spiritual growth and development. And, Father, we can win Christ in our lives and in our hearts. That, Father, we can get to know our Lord Jesus. We want to know him some more. We want to understand him some more. We want your Holy Spirit to take control in our hearts, in our lives, O oh God. Lead us by your Spirit. Fill us with your Spirit. Allow your Holy Spirit to take control over our minds, we pray. Father, we know that our future would be dim without Christ in our lives. That we can know him and understand the importance, Father, of his suffering. Help us, Lord, to hate the world and to give up the things of this world. And to live for you the way you want us to live. We come with our future in your hands. Help us in our weaknesses. 
Forgive us of our sins, O God. Protect us from darkness and, and, Father, from deception and the snares of the enemy. We ask for strength tonight in Jesus' most precious and wonderful name. Those that are not well, Father, those that are struggling right now, those that are alone, Father, and struggling, Father, to serve you and to live godly, we pray for strength tonight, Lord, that your Holy Spirit be a comforter to their hearts. We ask it in Jesus' name, Lord. Let your people experience your touch. Make a way for your people, we pray. Lord, you said in your word, you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall be great and he shall save his people from their sins. We ask your forgiveness. We ask for strength tonight. In Jesus' most precious name, amen and amen and amen. This thing like it shut down. It, it went it went to sleep, so I don't know. It's, it looks like it's half widow. Mm. See?